What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Orange and Blue Thing. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. What up? Lizzie is just a mess over there. <laughs> I mean, this is just a very crazy night already. But anyway, two weeks until opening day. Mr. Meenan, are as you As I was saying, yes. uh, yeah, from after two weeks from now, obviously, once opening day comes and goes, we'll have something to do pretty sure. much every day up until October and hopefully farther than that. But as, as a guy who doesn't really watch many other sports, you know, football mm-hmm. once a week, you know, yeah. once you get the bye week, that bye week until the next week feels like an eternity. Yeah, it feels but like But baseball, forever. like, you know, when you win one tonight, you lose one tomorrow. There's a game after that. Hopefully more wins than losses are coming for us this year. Obviously, we need it after last year's horrific, horrific season. So um, what's going on with you, dude? Not much, man. I'm excited for the weekend. A little St. Patrick's Day action. I'm rocking my green cap here. I, I was gonna, you know. I was gonna rock the controversial one. I know I told you earlier. Yeah. Uh, what was your feelings on the leprechaun hat or whatever they called it a couple years ago? I was fine. It's what like, it's I don't fine. know. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, every year the Mets. I don't know if it's every year, but a couple years ago they had a special spring ago, training St. Yeah. Patrick's Day cap, and some people lost their minds over it. <laughs> you know, as people do on the internet. I was gonna say but, some people lose their minds about it. I'm going tomorrow. So. I know, but it's very back. exciting, man. I'm going back to spring training Good tomorrow, and I'll be there for Saturday, cool. uh, St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to pack my leprechaun hat there you go. and rock it. So it's, the people at a- home that, that don't like it, they can uh, boo-hoo to someone else because I don't really care. I know what you did last weekend, but do you want to tell the people <sighs> what happened last weekend? Well, I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> not just not I, just You know drunk. what? Like, We've drank beer. Oh, cheers, buddy. Oh, uh, yes, indeed. We've drank many of beer together, as we're doing right now. Yep. But I don't think you've probably ever seen me drunk. Uh, the day that you were chugging from the growler was close. <laughs> close. Yeah. But, but that was like a one hour, just, you know, yeah. power hour. I'm talking yeah. about, like, going nah, for it. Yeah, I don't think but, so. But uh, the Bayport Blue Point Parade out here on Long Island was mm-hmm. Sunday. Kelly's mom was nice enough to watch the little pee for us, and we went, and I enjoyed it. That's Okay. But it was weird because it was like five o'clock and I'm like, man, I'm drunk. Yeah, I got to tell we we daylight now have, saving now. Yeah, it's not savings. Daylight saving, saving time. That's it. You're rubbing off on me. There he is. Uh, hit a couple days ago. So mm-hmm. obviously you got the hour, extra hour of sunlight. And seriously, like five thirty, I look out at Main Street and Patrick. I'm like, holy shit. Man. Oh, no, <laughs> this is a bad choice. Yeah. Well, you got a lot going on in the warehouse too because something uh, special arrived. Yeah, this the week. spring train, not the spring training, the season ticket jerseys started showing up yesterday, and uh, we're almost complete on the sorting. Lizzie and Adam took care of it today, and uh, we are just waiting on a few more to come in. Then we can actually start the shipping, but it's a long, long process, and obviously the uh, picking the games is the easy part. You know, We sit down and look at the schedule after it comes out in September, pick the games we want to go to, work it out with the Mets, and obviously get the fans on board that want to sit with us for the season, but... It's funny when the names and numbers start coming in of what people want to customize them with and they actually come here and we can see them. It just shows that spring training is really right around the corner and the excitement levels through the roof. I mean, people have been asking when they're getting their jerseys now since yeah. December. Yeah. You don't, don't really need them until March 29th. <laughs> right. You're not, you might not wear it yet unless you're, you know, Lizzie's wearing hers right now. But um, I understand the excitement. I, we, we get it too. And, and I, I tell people it's not like we're, we're getting them and purposely not shipping them out. We wish they were already in your hands. But sit tight. Sit tight, guys. They'll be there. They look very sure. You know it. Yeah, they do look they cool. Do look I'm, very, I'm, very I'm glad good. we did the chain stitch this year. A little spice cool. it up a little bit. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, spring training tomorrow. If anyone's watching this, they're going to be down in Port St. Lucie. It feels weird that it's, you know, 6 o'clock at night. I'm 
leaving at 5 a.m. tomorrow to go to LaGuardia. I'll be at the game tomorrow, so it's a really quick turnaround. Nice. Uh, I'm excited for it, though. DeGrom will be on the hill. Very cool. Yeah, second what second start of the spring. Yep. Uh, Matt Harvey was on the hill today. He didn't do uh, half bad. And, yeah, eight strikeouts. Five, uh, five innings. Yeah, not bad. So we'll see what we got going on there. Um, I was slipping between that and March Madness. Which kicked off today. Do you care? Do you care about the, the Not tournament? much. I watched last night, or at least I tried to. I think Syracuse, yeah, it was Syracuse was playing. In like the first four, yeah. What I like about the games is that they're typically very, very close. Yeah. You know, so the last few minutes is like really, you know, nail-biting. But I, I don't really care about it. Yeah, on the way here, I actually lost my first game, um, which was the you, Miami. Oh, you do a bracket? I do. I do a bracket. Just, just in my family, we have like 16, 17 people play. And then uh, I had a perfect bracket coming into my drive here. And then on the way over, Loyola of Chicago hit a buzzer beater against Miami, knocked them out. So that was my first. I don't loss. even really understand how it works. If you lose once, you're out, or what? No, no, no. We we do. Uh, people score it different ways. No, not with you. I'm talking about the schools. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's single elimination. So, that's so it. yeah, so that's it for the University of Miami. So Shannon, as she's known on Twitter, back in the day, will be very disappointed. But yeah, I mean, look, it's fun. I always think it's a great appetizer to uh the regular season baseball because normally when they open on when the Mets usually used to open on that first Monday of April that would be the national championship game too so it kind of like perfectly led into it so it's yeah, something yeah, yeah. to fill the first the last these last two weeks before opening day if you do want to get on the phone with us before we get to cliff you can call us 631-388-5195 i do want to give a shout out though to the top 10 countries of listeners from last week yeah. i was looking up the stats you know i'm a numbers guy as far as i get obsessed with how many people listen and watch and all that stuff but top 10 countries in order Obviously, U.S. number one. U.K. We have a very strong following in U.K. We do. Uh, you know, consistently we're getting voicemails from the U.K. We have a, a, an account. I think it's U.K. Mets. Mm -hmm. Shouts us out every week to remind the Mets fans in the U.K. of what time we're going to be on. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, U.S., U.K., Australia, Canada, Indonesia, Dominican Republic, France, Germany, Israel, and Italy rounds out the top ten. Number 11 is PR, so we'll see if PR moves up the charts for so, next week. But super cool. worldwide audience here, which is awesome. It's, it's awesome. And, and you were talking about that Mets UK account and, and all the people. We had people, people call last week. Australia. Uh, from Australia. I mean, it's the... You had said there's a city breakdown in there. There is a city breakdown. It's there's a there's a spot in Australia. I don't know what what the city name is, but it has more listens than like like cities in New York. Yeah, and or towns just, in New York. And it's the same thing in the UK. There's a there's a town in there that again same thing is higher than a uh, you know pretty prominent city in New Jersey. So it's kind of crazy it, and and it's humbling. So thank you everybody for listening as always. Absolutely. So speaking, you you brought up March Madness and uh, our buddy G Money. Yeah, uh, put up a the ultimate city field food bracket today in honor of March Madness on our website. Obviously, if you don't know what that is, the seven Maybe go check it out. Bookmark it. Come back each day for some new blog entries from our team here. But uh, what do you think of this? I didn't really get to read it in depth because I had a little bit of a busy day today. But he tried. He picked sixteen food items at City Field mm -hmm. in honor of the event that uh, MLB just announced, uh, the MLB food event, which is coming up soon. Um, did you agree with this? It's, I don't know how he came out with the seating. But, it's uh, tough, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I like it, it's though. It's a very humorous bog. Yeah, he, he pitched, pitched it to me, and I was like, that sounds like a great idea. You know, take a crack at it. And he wrote it up, and I was like, oh, this is great. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, it's so tough because I know if 
for uh, whatever the the rice balls uh everybody seems to really love and they did well i think they're in the uh flushing the, final four the flushing four the flushing four so, so he'll, uh, he'll have an update to this blog post yeah, next week yeah so next week he's gonna do the final four in the finals and probably expand a little bit but i thought it was fun man i i think he uh there's a little line in there about me how i eat mama's way way too fast <laughs> and uh and normally a whole mama's hero can last you the full game i think shoe makes it last for the full game but yeah then shoe wipes like, his greasy fingers all over my pants yeah well you know so uh but which mama's um which mama's did he pick was it which there's two different sandwiches did he actually yeah, select the, the turkey or the, the whatever the italian or something like oh, that wow. so all right so if you have interest in this check it out next week the top four the flushing four shake shack versus arancini brothers uh, that was number four. Number seven, box frites versus number six, mamas. So we'll see yeah. what we'll see what's up next and, week. And shout out to to Major League Baseball who did announce the MLB Food Fest. Um, they coming did. on what is that? I believe April twenty first. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be down in Atlanta with the crew. But yeah, MLB Food Fest. I think it's a really great idea. It's uh, thirty ballparks, obviously, and uh, one plate. So you get an entry. You got a ticket to get in. It's April twenty first and twenty second in Manhattan. 415 Fifth Avenue in, in the city. Go to the website, MLB.com slash Baseball Food Festival. Once you click tickets, it should give you the, the whole breakdown. But I think this includes beer. That's awesome. Which I think is great. So it's almost like a food fest slash beer fest, whatever. It's great. And I think it's only like 40 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's a slam dunk right there. Absolutely. We were um, thinking about doing that. Are you going? We were thinking about it, but you won't be here. And I was, I was thinking, let's, let's have Kelly come. And so Kelly will come with us. Oh, really? Can. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Nice, nice little, Look at that. nice little, nice little, nice little hangout. So the yeah. seven line will be well represented. And uh, speaking of like new things, next week we are going to be covering on. Thir- are you coming to that next Thursday? Twenty uh, second. Right now, my Outlook calendar is conspiring against me, but I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> so tell the people hard. what we're talking about for next week's what show. What we're what we're talking about is March twenty second out at City Field uh, through invite only um, for some, uh, you know. Reporters who usually cover the event or or cover in the space. Uh, there's a what's like new foodies reporters. Yeah, foodies. Uh, you know, Darren Rovell is always there. Ted Berg is usually there. Uh, it's a what's new at City Field event every single year. Uh, Darren's invited because the Seven Line's been doing the uh, the City Perks Patrol T-shirts, and uh, they unveil the shirt. They. Um, let you go upstairs and let you eat everything that's new. Yeah, yeah. And the food. If we didn't is, have a show to do that night. Oh, that would be man, great. It's so good. I uh, would gouge myself and just roll down Roosevelt Avenue and, afterwards. But <laughs> last last year was my first time going. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of great people um, with the Mets and uh, and got to try a lot of the food that then you can go and and kind of yeah 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 experience. I, I love the it. Rest I, of the I, I'm glad so that we get the invite. Yeah. Um. And even if we weren't doing the T-shirts, I would try to finagle my way into that one because yeah, it's, 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 it's so it's a good cool. One. You know, it's a good one. It's good to be back at the ballpark. Everybody's thinking baseball again. It's a lot of fun. The Mets do a great job with it. Uh, we'll get some a sneak peek at some of the promotional items. I know they just added Todd Frazier batting practice yeah, pullover. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the pullover. That's actually an outing day for the for the group. Yeah. It's it June said, second, right? It said uh, I think maybe the fifteenth or second, whatever. Uh, it just said batting practice pullover. Now they put a name to it. So I guess maybe it'll have a number on the back. Yeah, maybe your boy. Sleeve. Yeah, yeah, my boys. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> your boy big Frazier. dog Frazier. So there you go. Getting a giveaway on the on the roster this year for him. But yeah, it's always like a fun it. event. We're gonna bring some bloggers and hopefully have content out like immediately. Yeah. So we can talk about it that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? Uh, well, <sighs> City Field event. Bringing the bloggers. Oh, opening day star. Yes. How indeed. could we forget who's the opening day star? We kind of knew. 
or felt that we knew who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But they did announce that Mr. Noah, Mr. Mr. Noah what, Syndergaard. What are you, Francesa? Are you Noah. channeling your uh, Noah? <laughs> Noah, Noah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Noah's getting the nod. Did you kind of expect that or what? Yeah, you know, after DeGrom got pushed back a little bit and, and he, he kind of had a false start there with the, with the back stiffness, I figured that that would be the case. Um, it's cool. Uh, I believe somebody said, and I think this is true, that he's the first Met to start consecutive opening days since Johan. I believe so, yes. Um, so I think uh, – so there's something of note. Um, still has a ways to go before he starts 10 opening days like uh, Tom Seaver. But look, um, this is a win-win-win situation. I mean, the only it's, – And it's actually Thor's day. Yes, it is. <laughs> the only thing I'm surprised at is that they're going to throw DeGrom on day two. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have thought about putting Jason Vargas um, – at the uh, you know kind of two because you have that off position. day. There's always a day after just exactly. in case for a rain out or whatever. And it breaks up the righties, so you have righty lefty righty. Then presumably you could go Mats and Harvey and do it that way or however you want to work it. But also because the way the schedule lines up in the early part of the season is that more often than not your aces are facing aces uh, for the first six weeks of the season. And, you know, and so on down the line. So a lot of times you will see the second and third starters on each team match up a couple of different times in the first month. And what a benefit that would be to have Jacob deGrom going against everybody else's three. Right, right. Um, hopefully they would hit enough, you know, for to kind of counterbalance Vargas going against everybody's two. But it's kind of a good problem to have. Um, right now, I feel like it's the only move they probably could have made. Um, I don't think they're rushing Jake back, so I think it's fine. And and this is I'm looking forward to it, man. It's always fun when Noah throws. Do they have the best winning record for op- they an do, opening day team? of any team? Because yeah. we say that you know I don't know if we just said like, oh they're the best on opening day, but the record over the span you know since their inception in '62 they're 35 and 21 opening day record. Uh, if you go to baseballalmanac.com, you can look up all this fun stuff. But yeah, it's true. They do, and it's it's great. I'm sitting next to the baseball almanac, you know, every Thursday, <laughs> no, this guy I'm knows not, his shit. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> nowhere near some some people. You, y'all, pro- I would probably talk to Howie Rose or Gary Cohen or somebody <laughs> like that, and feel very bad about myself. I talked to Keith Olbermann one time, and I felt exceedingly bad about myself. Did you ever uh, think like uh, what, what's that? Beat the booth? How do you think you would do on that? I auditioned once. Really? Yeah, and I got really nervous because I was doing it in my car on work hours, and I got like really easy questions. Oh, the wrong. audition was like over the phone. It's it's like on an app. Was there? A, oh, I was gonna say, would, it, would there be a conflict of interest if you worked for SMY? Like, well, that's some... the whole thing. I don't know if there was or there wasn't. I don't know. But anyway, I I got to the app audition portion of it, and I flubbed some really easy ones. So, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it's different when the lights go on and you're kind of like. Oh, well, you know, that's like gets... how we were with this almost in the beginning, you know, like we kind of weren't sure. I mean, we were sure of ourselves knowing that we could probably pull this off. But in the beginning, I had no experience. You did some stuff for, for Mets blog. But um, yeah, once the lights go on, cameras go on, you it's see different. there's viewers, it's a little bit different story. It's but... different. And but I, I will say that I do very well when I'm watching at home. So um, <laughs> but there are some that is not an easy show. It's really, really not. And, and it kind of shows you what a treasure trove of. Like Mets data, uh, <laughs> Howie and Gary are. It's just unbelievable. Some and I say this often. I don't know if I said it last week on the show, but it's you get a, a sense of uh, even not a sense, but you get a feel that we really are very, very honored mm. and 
we should be honored and very blessed that we have the guys that we do have yeah. on the mic. Yeah, we and are. especially that comes true when you try to w- listen to a game on the MLB app, ad app when mm-hmm. the Mets broadcast team isn't covering the game. Yeah. I tried to listen to the Braves Mets game last week and I was like falling asleep it's in tough, my car. Man. It's Almost tough. drove off the LA. And I got to say when you look at the guys they bring in even to pinch hit, um we've seen Scott Braun do really well. Oh, awesome. Wayne Randazzo has done an amazing job in spring training. I think his voice is really really well suited for television. That's not always the easiest transition to go from radio to TV. It's calling the game on a, you know, obviously a visual medium versus one that the listeners are just hearing it. It's so different. Um, so I th- thought he's really done well. We obviously know about Kevin um, and what it's crazy he's how young Braun is. Do. Yeah, like if yeah. Braun sticks around a long time, he could have a longer career than Vince Scully. I'll know? tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. My my dream job was always to do play by play. Always, always. And I still think I'd be good at it. I would like. I'm not saying SNY should give me a shot by no stretch of the imagination. Am I saying that I've never done play by play, but if like, if I had one like wish fulfillment thing, I would want to do play by play on one game. I know that we, we can't do it, right? You were saying yeah, like, we by can't. law, like even if we, we watch the game, we would and... do it. Like, I feel like we could do like a mock one yeah. and we could have a good time with it, but, Unless like MLB, legally, ne- right? unless MLB is watching, they might be. Oh, unless, our boy Cliff's about to. Yeah, come I was going to say. So unless <laughs> you guys are watching, you want to make that happen for me. I think uh, Cliff. I think Cliff is almost ready to come on. But yeah. listen, uh, we haven't told the people to share the show yet. If you're watching live, we are going to play what's in the box, obviously for a live caller. But if you're watching and you're not into calling us, you can also win some stuff just by sharing the show on your wall right now. Tell your friends you're watching Orange and Blue thing, as you probably or you should be doing every Thursday night. If you're listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in, all that good stuff. We appreciate that. Leave a rating, subscribe, come back each thir- each Thursday night or Friday morning, depending on how quickly we get up the pot the podcast up for you guys to uh, listen to, and we appreciate it. So um, yeah, we should get to yeah. Cliff. Let's get Cliff on the line. And, let's uh, get to Cliff, and then uh, we'll see you guys uh, afterwards and, and give us a call. All right, everybody, we're very excited to welcome in tonight's guest. This man made his Major League Baseball debut in 1993. He was a world champion in 1997, an all-star in 2001, and from 2003 to 2006, he was left fielder for our New York Mets. After his 17-year career, he transitioned into broadcasting. You can currently catch him as an analyst on MLB Network and a host on MLB Network SiriusXM Radio. It's number 30, Cliff Lloyd. Cliff, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? I'm loving that you're rocking the Mets hat, man. Yeah, I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? It was my, my son got it for me for Christmas, so here we are. It First looked, time I wore it. It still looks good on you, man. Those colors still look good. Looking nice and fresh. So uh, let's just jump right into it with your Mets cure. Obviously, 03 to 06. Outside of a couple months with Boston, I mean, the, the Mets and New York was the, the biggest market for you prior. You were with uh, the Marlins and obviously Montreal. So what was the, besides the contract and, you know, coming to New York, what was the initial, um, the, the initial, uh, you know, reason that you wanted to come to New York? Was there, was there a big, big, big picture for you there? You know what? Um, looking back on it, um, it was, it was a free agent year where I felt like, you know, I wanted to be in the big time. I wanted to be in the spotlight. But I felt like at the end of the day, you know, I didn't know New York was ready. I, I didn't know if I was ready for New York. I didn't. Uh, and there was a lot of teams, you know, throwing money at me. If you guys remember, it was around that collusion time, right? Yeah. Where everybody thought collusion was a part of the game. And, and, and eventually it ended up being where collusion uh, was a big part. And the World Ponds stepped up. They just, you know, every team was off me three years. Uh, and the World Ponds was like, look, here goes four. 
Um, you know, we're going to defer some money, but here goes for it. They did that whole deferral thing with a lot of guys. And, you know, it, it happened. I remember flying in and I was, and, and I was telling my, you know, my, my uh, fiance at the time, I was like, man, you think this is the right move? <laughs> like, be, you know, going to New York and, you know, being that guy, um, I've obviously I played there being, you know, nationally easy to, but, um, it, 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 it came to fruition. You know, everything was great. I thought, you know, I really thought that when I looked at the team on, you know, on paper, that we had a shot. Um, unfortunately, it, it took us a couple years to get to the postseason, but, you know, that's that's how it all started. Well, that's interesting you say that because that era of Mets history that you were a part of, 03 to 06, it was really interesting because, like you mentioned, 03 and 04 were a little bit of a mess, um, and then 05 comes around, and it's really a turning point for the franchise. What was it like in that clubhouse to go and see that transformation from really what was Mike's t- identified at least to the public as Mike Piazza's Mets to right. what turned into yours and Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, David Wright's Mets? You know, I always look at, I always look at, you know, players, guys, guys that, um, that, that show up and um, no matter what the situation is, you're going to play. Right, and I, I felt like the group of guys that Omar started to bring in once the Phillips era ended, you know, sort of, it's it, it sort of just, I don't know, the guys came with, with a different mindset. You know, when I first got there, it was it was guys that had great careers, right? Roberto Alomar, the Mo Bonds of the world. Those guys had great careers, and this was a landing spot that, you know, the names on the back of the jerseys were outstanding. It was just what, what they have left in the tank. And then when the transition to the new dudes, you know, it felt different. Um, you know, I was I was looking at the bottom line going, oh, my God, we just got Delgado, and then we got Beltron. It was like, what the hell going on? But um, that's how you, you you build something, right? You build, you build amongst the players that walk through those doors. And um, I felt like that was it. Regardless if, you know, guys got mad, if, if Billy Wagner got mad to – the Latin dude for for not sticking around and doing post game interviews, whatever the case may be. We played, man. We came to ball every night. Um, we had we had you know we had stuff that happened just like every other club, and obviously ours is going to be put on front you know front page because of you know the city we played in. But we, we we were tired of losing, and we felt like with the guys that we had, some old dudes that still had a lot left in the tank, mixed with the David Rice and Jose Reyes of the world. We you know we had a shot at that thing. Let's talk about 2005 because uh, if you go by war, at least it was your best year as a Met. Um, I yeah. thought it was it was a great year for you. I have to tell you that I was at Chase Stadium on June 11th of that year, and I think, but judging by your face, you know where I'm going. It was one of the best, if not the best, regular season games I've ever seen. Uh, Anaheim Angels were in town. Marlon Anderson tied the game on an inside the park home run in the ninth right. inning, and then in the tenth. You guys are down a run. You put the first two guys on. The two guys in front of you strike out swing. 3-2, two, two out off Brandon Donnelly, and you walk off and go home. That was amazing. You had a long rain delay to start that night. Yeah. What, what, I mean, that game, that was crazy. What What was that game like? Man, you know, the, the emotional roller coaster yeah. throughout that whole game. Um Amongst the, the, the eight bags of Doritos I ate, you know, during the rain delay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you go back out there on the field and, 
you know, you're just trying to get an L. You know, you're not trying to take an L home out that loan. Like, you try to get a dub, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I remember hitting. You remember the foul ball hit? Yeah, it was crushed. And I was like, <laughs> was oh, crushed. man. And I walked I walk back to get my back, right? Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, I'm looking at the fans. And you can just see, like, the shoulders drop, the heads drop. <laughs> like, you know, not, I mean, nine times, ten times out of ten, you striking out. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what it is, right? right. You, you know, you, you didn't give it your best shot. Um, you know, he made he made a mistake. The look on his face, right? He was like, "Ah, I got away with one." Uh, and 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 then in, in that instance, I don't know how many dudes. I know I'm not one of them. I'll be the first to tell you. And all my Met fans know this, man. I'm gonna tell you how it is. How many dudes want three two in the ninth inning to out? You know, Reggie Jackson. It's <laughs> a handful of dudes want that situation. You just it. It's one of those things where you can't feel, the, you know, you can't feel nothing. You can't really feel that heart. Is trying, you're trying to slow this heart, you know, the heart rate down. And I just said to myself, what pitch is he going to throw? Sick. I was like, what, what is it? Is it, you know, and he had that, that split or whatever he threw, right? And I just sat on it. And he hung it again. And that time I just told myself, do not pull off this baseball, man. But. You know, it's a moment that my that, that my people can always go back to. We always have some fun. You know, when 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 it comes around, you know, the anniversary of that of that going out the ballpark, and people remember like it was yesterday. So, you know, you never know if you ever gonna have that moment, but when you do, man, you just you know you just hold on to it forever, I guess. So we're just talking about 2005. That was also David Wright's rookie season, obviously. And we heard about some stories between you and him, a little rookie hazing. I don't know how, how deep you want to get into that. But any funny stories about that, you know, giving, giving the new guy a little bit of a hard time? I had to, man. I, look, they gave me a hard time when I got in the show. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember he used to have, um, he used to have his, his voicemail set up. Hey, this is David Wright. I go, man, we know who you are, bro. We don't need your last name, <laughs> we don't need your last name on here, bro. And, and, you know, he, he eventually changed it. I was like, what? I mean, was, was it just that I pressed you to changing it from, you know, David Wright to David? I mean, you good. You put D-Dub on it. I don't care what you put. It's not David Wright. Um, but, you know, we it was all in fun. I mean, I made him, um, you know, my luggage when we used to go through the airport. Uh, we, You know, we used to... Before 9-11, um, it was very easy for us to go to the airports, right? We would just go, get on tarmac, they would wind us down, and we would get around the bus, I mean, around the plane. And, you know, he used to carry, he used to roll my bag along. And I remember I had these, uh, these, 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 these black magazines, Jet magazines and Ebony magazines, and I had these these busty women on there. And I remember he, he went through the TSA and one of the TSA agents looked at him like, bro, this is what you be rocking with? <laughs> so it was all like fun and games, you know. And the, the last we got out of it was, was unbelievable. But, you know, it, he, he was one of those dudes that, you know, you'll always be fond of because, you know, he just took it, man. And he, we knew he was going to be a star, right? It wasn't like, that, that, that wasn't even an issue. It was just a matter of him being able to relax, and that was my job, you know, and that's what Willow told me to do. Look, make sure he relaxes. That may have been easier for him, too, with the amount of brothers he has, you know, the family he comes from. So maybe it was a little bit easier to joke around with the boys, you know, a little bit easier transition for him, you know? Absolutely. Oh, and speaking of brothers, is it true that your brother was a security guard at uh, at Shea while you were there? 
Man, y'all gotta find that that image, bro. We look. I went for a foul ball, and my man was in the corner down there. You know, my, the the security sits in the corner in left field. Yeah. For mm-hmm. all our, you know, Met, Met fans, who, you know, just in case some things get rowdy down there. So, you know, uh, he sat down there in left field. I went to go run for a foul ball, and my dude let me flip over the wall. No <laughs> oh way! My, that's yeah, not right. I was you talking with someone. So love. Yeah, I was talking with the image out there. Yeah, I gotta look for that. Someone I was actually speaking with someone from the Mets this morning and they told me to bring that up because uh, they mentioned yeah, they remember man. it from back in the day. That's it was cool. Well, Cliff, I gotta ask you about one unfortunate thing that happened while you were there. It was in your last year. And so I know this is gonna bring up some painful memories. We talked about this game specifically with Paul Aduka last season when we did this. Um it's a game that a lot of a lot of Mets fans still haven't gotten over, which is game seven of the two thousand six NLCS. I have to ask you about your appearance. Um, For a a lot of Mets fans know, some who have forgotten, you had a red-hot NLDS against the Dodgers. You were scorching hot. Then you got hurt. Um, They couldn't replace you on the roster based on the way. That that rule changed the next year, Um, kind of unofficially known as the Cliff Floyd rule, right? So um, you get called up after uh, Jose Valentin and Andy Chavez opened the ninth inning with singles. Uh, down by two, Willie points to you off the bench, and kind of, I mean, this, I think everybody's hoping you have your Kirk Gibson moment, because you're so banged up, and what's yeah. going through your head, and were you surprised that you got called there instead of maybe Chris Woodward to bunt? I really wasn't, Yeah, you know, I've been searching for who was that last guy on the bench, it was, it was Woody, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I remember Jerry Manuel, our bench coach was standing there and they was going over, you know, scenarios and so on and so forth. We were talking about who was on the mound. Obviously, you know, we know him now as one, you know, one of the dopest pitchers in the game, Adam Wainwright. Um, but, you know, I, look, I, I, I was in, I was in the middle of it and I was like, give me the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Woody was there cause he was ready. I forget it was Woody cause I, it was just so much, you know, going on. And I, I just, I just grabbed the bat, man, and went up. I just felt like it was that moment. You, you, you know, you mentioned Kirk Gibson, and maybe I was thinking about Kirk Gibson too much because I was trying to go for the downs, right? I was just trying to smack the ball, you know. And, and we, you know, we had the scouting report on on on, on but we didn't know he had a twelve six break like that. But he threw two fastballs, mm-hmm. and so the emotions of that moment is, uh, you know, you you. You, you feel like you're coming through. You know, the fans behind you, you can hear them when you're on deck. And you walk up in that box, and I, I promise you, to this day, I can tell you the truth. I had no, like, I had no, like, what I felt like I was failing that moment. Mm-hmm. There was nothing in me told me I wasn't going to get a hit. I didn't look in that thing. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think Homer as I was walking up to the box, but I saw Wayno behind the mound. And if I, I remember it, man. And he was rubbing a baseball. He was taking off his hat, and he was rubbing. It and he was—I could just tell he was fidgety, right? And obviously, he was a young kid trying to find himself. And Larusso put him in that situation, and I just felt like I had him. He threw two fastballs right there, and I looked at Yachty, and Yachty was just like, "Man, how you missed those?" And I found him straight back, and then he threw the act for the, you know, for for the strikeout. But I told myself too, you know, after the first swing. 
if I hit anything on the ground, it's a double play. I couldn't run a lick. Right? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I shot. Mm-hmm. You know, in my Achilles that that well, it's in my calf muscle that morning. So it, it was either you know go for the downs after that or or call it a night. So uh, I asked some fans on Facebook if you want to chime in here, and uh, this guy Jeffrey uh, Lichstein. I don't know if you hit on it prior, but do you have a best personal moment as a Met player? Was it that home run? Man, you know what? It was. It was. It wasn't the home run. I think it was, you know, catching the catching the final out. Yeah. You know, to put us in a position where we can move on, man. That, th- those are moments as a team, as a teammate, you you cherish. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the individual ones are they dope? They cool. But the ones where you catching that last out, man, you put that ball in your back pocket and you go celebrate celebrate with the boys. That that those are ones I always remember because. All the fans around, you know, that the, there was around shade, you know, we, there was around the dugout. They didn't leave. That 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 to me is where you, you know, you always cherish because the fans, man, they 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 eat, sleep, breathe, you know, just those type of moments. That that especially in New York, anything special happens in New York, it, it, it's over. Yeah, I actually missed that game. I was on a trip in uh, England at the time, and it's before like internet and Wi-Fi and stuff. I had one of those old T-Mobile sidekicks. I turned it on. I, I didn't care about the roaming charges. I had to know what happened that all, all my friends were there. But like, I, I rarely missed games back then, but I missed that one. But I, re- I really wish I would have been there. But uh, anyway, Orange Blue Thing, Season 2, talking live with MLB Network's Cliff Floyd. Um, we touched on it in the intro, but you obviously made the transition into broadcasting. Uh, I did a little bit with S&Y. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously then you got, you got the gig with uh, Fox Sports in Florida. So what was that like to make the transition uh, from playing to now analyzing the game? Very hard. <laughs> uh, you know, the most important thing is walking that, you know, that, that tightrope, you know, to not say or throw any of your boys under the bus, to remember how hard the game was, um, but also do your job. He's getting paid to do that, right? So it's not like you – you want to say bad things, but the fans know when you t- when you you know blowing smoke. So you you have to be able to act like you know what you're talking about. Um, do do take the fans down the road of what it's like in the clubhouse. What happens when Dominic Smith is late and, and shows up to spring training when you got a new manager? All these things are are expected out of you. You know to be able to give the fans that insight because you know I didn't go to school for this. Right? It's, it's not like I, I sat there and went and, and, and learned how to speak and put a tie on and, and not, you know, um, butcher words that, you know, you think you can say and you, you know what they mean, whatever the case may be. <laughs> it's, it's just you going out there, man, on, on a ledge and, and hoping what you, you know, what you throw against the wall sticks because, you know, that that's just, that's just it. And, you know, each day you get more and more confidence. It's like, forget you play. Now, let's see if you can say something of substance and make sense of it and continue to go back and forth with guys you never, you know, met in your life, right? You, you don't know. Obviously, at the network, it's easier because I played with Leiter and Preston and, and Millar and Dempster. And hell, my whole, my whole ex-Marlin team is, is, is <laughs> at the network, so it, it's been cool there. But the start, man, was, was terrifying because you had to, you know, act like or – you know, uh, you you knew certain players that you didn't really know, and um, I hate speculating, right? So that that was the toughest part is 
not trying to speculate, but know what you're talking about. Let's uh, talk about the Marlins a little bit because Darren brought up um, the pre and post game experience that you've gotten with Fox Sports down in Florida. Um, obviously, you're a Marlin alum of note, and uh, yeah. they're going through another one of these teardowns and rebuilds. Um, what's your do you have any insights that others might not have on that situation? And what's your impression of the new ownership? And, and do you see them on the eventual path back to contention? Well, I think we all know Derek Jeter's private, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you get anything out of him, um, you've done something. Right. I, look, I'm on the outside looking in as well. I'm a fan. I live down here in South Florida. Um, it was a business decision. Now, is that political? You know, I, yeah, probably. I just think of it like this: if I continue to throw bad, you know, good money at a bad situation, then what sense does it make as you take over the squad, right? So, did, did I think he was going to get rid of a guy like Yelich or no? But Stanton made sense. Um, D. Gordon's situation makes sense if you have somebody to plug in right there. So I see a, a lot of these teams. <clears throat> you know, are taking flack, you know, for tanking, whatever. We've seen tanking used in all other sports, right? Basketball, they're tanking. Um, you know, baseball teams are tanking because of market correctness, stuff, whatever the case may be. I just feel like when he bought the team, you know, it was, an, it was in a bad situation. And if you told me that he did this and you had Jose Fernandez, then I'll tell you something, something wrong. Mm-hmm. But losing him was devastating for the organization. Um, so I think to move, you know, to move forward, it made sense for them to start this rebuild, to put themselves in a position where he feels sooner or later uh, that, you know, they're going to be a team that contends. We'll, we'll see what, how things are going. So as far as the current, you know, the current situation down there, how do you think that impacts specifically the Mets and, you know, their, their hope for a, at least a wild card this year? It looks like, you know, Miami, Philly and Atlanta are all kind of just eye in the future. But is this is this like not do or die? time for the Mets, but do you think the window is now? Yeah, well, I definitely think the window's now. I think the window's, look, the Phillies just didn't change the whole game. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the, the call of spade is spade. The Phillies made a bold move, and they made some bold moves this offseason. Uh, Carlos Santana was a bold move. You look at the bullpen, Tommy Hunter, Pat Nisek, you might not think of them as big names, but they address areas that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I look at all these teams, I look at the NLEs, the Mets got to get healthy. I think that's just bottom line. And I know health, you know, it, it sounds like health is for every club, but it's there in the mess right in the face, right? The mess, if Stephen Massive, Harvey, if Syndergaard's shoulder, um, Comfort don't come back, Dominic Smith, I don't know what's going to happen with him. We can go on down the list of what they need. David Wright, we just saw, is going to miss eight weeks. A lot is going on with the squad, but I think Sandy did a terrific job. Todd Frazier was a huge move. You ain't paying much of Agon's contract over there first. Raw Hosey back. That's a good bench for Mickey if he needs it at some point to, you know, fill in and, and, and you don't have guys. But you need Conforto back and you need to have good problems. Where does Jay Bruce play if, you know, Brandon Nemo, whatever the case may be, you need really good problems to have. I thought they did a good job with the bullpen. I like Anthony Swarzak. Um, I, I, I like the move last year with A.J. Ramos coming you know, coming on board, and you get familiar back. So I think the bullpen is going to be fine. You get to bridge the gap with these guys. But if you don't stay healthy from a rotation standpoint, 
you, you know how it is. It's just going to be another, you know, decent year. And, and that window does close quick. We've seen it close really fast on teams that we thought was going to be good. Look at the Pirates. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Darren Meenan and Brian Ernie joined by former Mets outfielder Cliff Floyd. Um, you mentioned the outfield situation, so I want your take on it as an outfielder. Um, Brandon Nimmo, he, this guy obviously has a tremendous command of the of the strike zone. Now he's kind of adding some powers, a little bit more aggressiveness to that. Um, if he does prove he's for real, um, you also have some time at first base and, and you know that. Um, should Jay Bruce make that transition to first uh, once Conforto comes back? I think so. Yeah. Now that 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 is a tough one because you know at what point does Smith play? Right. I, I don't know how long you can use uh, Agon off the bench. Some guys are just not bench players. Mm -hmm. Now you know it's it's it's, it's a July thirty first deadline. That you can obviously move certain guys, and I get that, but. Nemo's 25 years old, so he's not he's he's slipping away from that prospect that prospect status, right? It's, now it's time to produce and show what you're made of. And I think the kid needs. I mean, look, I'm calling him a kid. So I still to me, to me he's a kid. I think he needs to play. I don't know how that works out. He he can make it hard for him by going out there and balling and, and doing his thing and making it tough for them to you know uh, you know make moves. But you know, Jay Bruce is playing. Mm -hmm. Um comes back and he's well, you know, he's he's right back in the mix. So I, I look at this as, as a good problem for them. Um because you want to have length in your lineup, obviously. You need these guys, you know, and, and you never know how injuries work. So you need guys feeling good and being able to go out there and produce when you when you, when called on. But you know, I think Brent needs to play. I think everybody knows that. Uh and, and if he's come if he holds down the court and does his job, I think the biggest question is I don't, I'm not really worried about his, his his offense. I'm worried about can he handle can he handle center field at, yep. at, at 50 feet? It's a good so point. It's a big question mark. You know what I mean? So he, if he can hold down the court there, I think it makes it a little bit easier for Mickey to throw him out there a lot more. So we talked about your your relationship with David Wright, and obviously it's very public what he's going through right now, trying to get get back out on the field to uh, start playing ball again. What's it like as a as a past teammate to see what he's going through right now? Man. From a guy that was hurt pretty much my whole career, um, he's had a tremendous, tremendous career. It, the, the unfortunate thing in this game is, you know, you, you you get hurt and they hold the jersey. They take that jersey away. You never want them to take that jersey away from you. You know, and that's just it. Um, you know, you want him to hand that jersey to the Will Ponds and go, thank you. Or, you know, wherever he ends up. But, you know, that that's the thing that stinks in this game is you don't get a chance to finish a career you want, you know, um, the way you want. And when when that don't happen, uh, it stinks. You can have all the money in the world. I mean, he obviously, he's going to be rich, right? He's rich. He owes a ton of money for the next three years. But, not you know, to, to not touch the field, it stinks, man. I'm telling you, it stinks more than anything. And, Hopefully he get a chance to run back out there at third base, not one more time, but a few more times the way he wants to. I don't know if his body gonna let him, but if it does, uh, you, I bet you'll see a big smile on his face. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm praying for him and hoping for the best because I know I know the field he's going through right now. We all want that day for him very very much. Um, all right, so let's put you on the spot. Uh, we kind of hit on all the big topics that the team now is uh, is facing for 2018. 
in your eyes, how many games <laughs> does this team win in 2018? Um, and we're going to write it down, Cliff. Um, you know what? The Phillies, I'm telling y'all, man. I agree. I agree. They, they, be a they were very unlucky last year, too. So when you look at, yes. at how many wins they're going to improve by, if you look at that SRS statistic, and they were very unlucky last year. Absolutely. They underachieved. They just played. I think they played very selfish. Yeah. But back to our boys. Um, 80, 81 is 81. That's 500. Five games, six games. I'm putting that on the star rotation being healthy. Conforto comes back when? Uh, May 1st, maybe a little earlier. Maybe a little earlier. I'm going to go with 88 wins. All right. I like that. Very optimistic. It should get you in the wild card game, I think. Yes. Yeah. You should be fighting down the stretch. And, you know, put like this. The Mets have to win the games they should win. Now, it's, it, it sounds like duh, but, like, it's real. Like, you know, you, you get in situations where you don't have Familia, you don't have Ramos, and you don't have some of these guys. When you have the lead after six, seven in, and you brought in guys like Swarzak, and you brought in some of these other, you got to win those games. Yep. That's going to make or break either you win 88 or, or 90 or whatever case may be, or you, or you go the other way and you win 83, 84. You don't win those four or five games. You and I both know. Those are the ones that stick in the Look at 2005. I mean, that was really that team's ultimate undoing was uh, as much as Braden Looper was a, a fairly decent closer for his major league yeah. career. When you guys got Billy Wagner, which really changed the bullpen game there. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely, definitely. Cliff, this was awesome, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And on a, on a oh, personal no. note, I, I want to say thank you because when I was first getting started with the 7-Line, before I had the MLB license, all that, like eight years ago, I was sending you down some T-shirts and stuff. You were cool enough to yeah. rock it on Instagram, and I can't say enough nice things about that. So thank you so much for that. But we're going to be down in August. The, the Mets are playing the Marlins in August at some point. We're bringing the Army down. We have like 1,200 tickets, so maybe you can – Come by, say what's up to the crew. Oh, I'm not going to put no, you on the spot, I, but, you know. I, you know what? I might even drag you out down to the Clevelander. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think you're going to have to twist my arm too hard. To <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. MLB Network's Cliff Floyd. Cliff, thanks so much, man. No, no. Thanks for having me, folks. All right. There you have it. Cliff Floyd. Man, that was awesome. I, I Every single time that we talked to a Met that I really, really liked when he was a player, always get nervous because you never know if they're going to like live up to that billing in your head that like oh i love this guy man and cliff was awesome yeah you, and you know what i actually didn't even ask you prior to going live before like hey you nervous or anything because it's like not that we're like vets now but i feel like we're getting a little bit it gets a little bit i mean i jumped my words a little bit there in the beginning but whatever i feel like we're getting a little bit better at it yeah i, th I mean look anytime you talk to somebody that you grew up really really liking and wearing their name on the back on your back you know it's like i had a cliff floyd jersey because i loved cliff floyd and look did you picture could you ever picture that when you were at that game in june 11th or whatever it was yeah. that you'd be interviewing this man no 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 no, right? no 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 and uh and we've i mean i've been very fortunate to get the experiences that i've gotten and and you know it's 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 crazy it's crazy to me Absolutely. So we are going to get to, uh, obviously, everyone's favorite game show towards the end of the show, uh, which is What's in the Box. So if you want to call and get on the line for that, don't quite call yet unless you want to wait on hold. But still, share the show. You can also be in the running for our share contest. But we did get a voicemail. And like we said in the jump, we have been getting quite 
the uh, contingent of Mets fans in the UK calling us. I don't know if Peter is a repeat caller here or not, but uh, if he is, shout out to Peter for another question for this week's segment. Hi, this is Peter from the UK phoning. Um, Big Mets fans over here. Spring training has been going now for about three weeks or so, two, three weeks. Uh, Quick question for you guys. What's been the biggest? Who's been the biggest surprise to you guys in spring training? Maybe one pitcher uh, and one hitter. Biggest surprise uh, to you guys in spring training? Thanks very much. Let's go, Mets. I'm not sure if Pete's a repeat caller, but if you call from another country, you're definitely making it on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So all you, you want to go first or not? Yeah, all you boring Americans, go fly <laughs> somewhere and then call us. Um, just get a really cool accent and call us. So I was going to go with with one guy at like sort of a knee jerk reaction. But now that I think about it, I think I'm going to have to say offensively, uh, Luis Guillorme has surprised me, not just because he's clean shaven <laughs> and he looks like a he baby looks face. like a completely different person. <laughs> I know, I know. Not only 15 years younger, just like a different guy. It's crazy. Um, but he's really surprised me with his offensive prowess because he's so known for his glove. So that's really been a surprise. Um, Pitching-wise, you know, I've been – I haven't really – it's obviously shocking that when you see the, the radar gun light up on Noah so soon. But I think the biggest surprise for me has been uh, Ersan Batista – who um, they acquired for um, Addison Reed from the Red Sox. And I think he's been a revelation. And I think he's, you know, they uh, did a story in Newsday about him the other day. And uh, he said, I want to be in the majors soon, like in a month. Right. And uh, good for him, man, because he was a guy when the Mets acquired him as sort of like a lottery ticket sort of thing. Didn't know if he had the command, didn't know if he had the control. And a light bulb just went off after the trade, and I've been really impressed. He's got impressed. some heat in that arm, too, man. He does, man. He throws hard. So uh, you, who knows? This could be a future closer. You really never know. We yeah, talked about yeah, that yeah. when these trades were happening. Exactly. Throw enough poo-poo against the wall and yeah. see what sticks. <laughs> Ryder Ryan. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was going to say, like, you know, from when I first heard this, it was like, has Nimmo really been surprising us? And you and I spoke to Nimmo at QBC, mm-hmm. and you we both had high hopes for him. So I don't yeah. know if we're really quite surprised, but hopefully the numbers that he's been putting up translate into the regular season. But he spoke to one of the reporters yesterday, and he, he even said, I'm hitting off of their like the, in the first few innings, off yeah. their top guys. It's not yeah. like I'm getting hits in the eighth, ninth, mm-hmm. when it's the guys that might be bagging groceries, as Mickey yeah. uh, said to us uh, episode two this season. So he's he's doing good, and yeah. we'll, we'll see if that translate after uh, translates after March twenty. What about a pitch? Here. What about the pitching side? I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, it's everyone, hard to get a read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I'm I'm excited to see that Harvey seems to be pitching well enough uh, to 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 get some outs and uh, win some games once yeah. March 29th happens. But, you know, a couple guys actually are underperforming. So who knows if if Mats and Wheeler are going to start the season in Vegas. I have absolutely no idea. So we, we only have two more weeks to figure it out. We It's, it's going to come fast. So, so those shout guys, out to the U.K. Mets that's fans. It. Thanks for calling, Peter. We appreciate it. All right. Absolutely. You want to play our America's Favorite Game or do you want to talk I'm about gonna what I'm going to shill really quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm no sh- problem. I'm going to do some shilling, some weekly shilling here. Uh, the uh, tickets went up last week for our outing in Arizona. We have 1,200 tickets, but now we have less than 200 left. So if you're interested in joining us for that, you should definitely hit the website and purchase them before they sell out um they are 
$63 a piece. If you go to the sevenlinearmy.com, it brings you to our schedule. It includes the ticket to the game, the event t-shirt, the event patch, and $10 of concession credit. There is also a, uh, a block of rooms that Becca was nice enough to organize. Uh, that is at the Spring Hill Suites. The special rate is $109 a night, and it's only a couple blocks from the ball- ballpark. So nice. if you want to know anything about this, go to thesubline.com, check all that out, and then also set yourself a reminder for next Friday. Up north on the 4th goes up. That's our outing up at Rogers Center on 4th of July in Canada. Those tickets are just 48 bucks. Also comes with the event T-shirt and the event patch. So if you want to be a part of that, definitely set an alarm for next Friday at noon sharp Eastern on the sevenline.com. So you want to play what's in the box? I do. Are you going to dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> what a freaking party a poopa. Oh, we, we, you know what? We don't even have someone on the line. That's so it. that might actually be a hard thing to pull off if someone doesn't call. All right, next person to get through. Oh, here we go. Hello. How's it going? Sit tight for a second. I got to play some music and then you can play what's in the box, all right? Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're going to play a little what's I think in the I box recognize here. this voice. Yeah, I do recognize this voice and we got this we got the lowdown here. So, who's calling? Tyler. Tyler, now we recognize your voice because we're pretty sure you called a, co- <laughs> a couple of months ago, right? Yeah, but I had my science project a few days ago, and my shirt got ruined. That's what I was going to say. We heard, we heard your stuff got ruined, so that's a Did bummer. Did you say you had a science project? Yeah, so what happened? Is there a volcano incident here? What happened? No. It was crazy glue while gluing a cup with a bath bomb on my science board. Okay. Well, that's, right. that's, you know, that, that's that, legit. That type of stuff happens. In so the name of academia, sometimes these things happen. Hopefully we can get you a new shirt here. Yeah. So uh, pick one, two, three, or four. Whatever you whatever you select, we'll ship out to you. Awesome, thanks. I will pick one again. Okay, one again. What did you win last time? Yeah. I did one. What was it? I did one last time, too. Yeah, yeah I know, but what did you win? Oh, it was the Conforto t-shirt. Oh, look at that. Oh, Let's okay. see what you got today. Well, right now. Well, now you got a this. hat. Now you got a hat. It might snow again on Tuesday. So that, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so you're going to stay warm in this. This is a really nice uh, Mets knit hat from New Era here. So, Tyler, is, is that cool? Will that uh, satisfy the, uh, the, whole, the void left by the, <laughs> by, by the uh, ruined shirt? Okay, thank you. All right, we'll All right, take no it. No problem. All right, hang, hang, on, on, hang, hang on. on the line, okay? Okay, thanks. All right. Gotta love it. Gotta love the youth. The youth, the youth. The youth. Uh, the youth of the a call. You know, we getting, are, we getting are. through two weeks, uh, two times in uh, one season. That's cool with us. That's cool. Yeah. Listen, especially if you're a kid. Come All on. right. So let's do the share contest quick. Okay. We are actually almost at an hour already. All right. So share. scroll through. I'll tell you when. Stop. Okay. Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Smith. All right. The nice recipient recipient of a brand new gift card. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll hit him up after the show, and we'll mail it out to you. So, all right, guys, if you're going down to Florida this weekend and you happen to see me and Kelly, say what's up. Uh, I wouldn't mind if you give me a beer. I'll drink it with you. And uh, otherwise, see you guys next Thursday night right here on Facebook, facebook.com slash the seven line. If you're watching afterwards, we appreciate your listens on the, uh, the podcasting channels. Uh, anything else you want to say, buddy? Happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Don't drink and drive. Call an Uber. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later.